The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. hockey. We were really off. I thought one of us was going to do the clapping. Well, so did I, but then there was like a big pause because I thought you were going to do it, but we didn't. I didn't know. I couldn't remember who we decided was going to do the clapping. I'm 90% sure we didn't actually talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that would be like nine tenths of our problem there. Yeah, something like that. My name's Carolyn. <laughs> uh, I am Marin, And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and general hockey shenanigans. It is... And uh, general Aug- shenanigans sometimes, too. Yes. It is August 2nd, and this is our 56th podcast. 56th podcast! Woo! It is, there's nothing going on in the hockey no. world in August. It's like the worst no. month for a hockey podcast. It is. So why are we doing it? Well, because we have so many loyal readers who listen to and our listeners. podcast. Listeners. I don't know why you call them loyal readers that listen to our podcast. Because I'm so used to when we actually used to write on the blog, and that's how people found the podcast. And it's just yeah, it's just a habit now. You were uh, good to us. Blog. Yeah. Good old silly blog. Well, I guess we're yep. not, it's a lie. There's one thing happening in the hockey world, in the Dallas hockey world. Is that um, our first bulletin point? It is, Bull- indeed. Would, would that be the draft that you were speaking of, Carolyn? I am. I am talking about the 2018 NHL draft. Uh, it was I'm a- confused. So, like, they, they, they've released this weirdly because didn't they tell us before that the draft was going to be in Dallas? Like when they made the official announcement with the mayor of Dallas and stuff, I was like, wait, I already knew this. Why did you, why did you tease information we already had? Cause it wasn't official. Like it was just, you know, reporters knew it. It's strange. And so they reported on it the way they're supposed to. But yeah, the official announcement wasn't until the mayor did the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so the draft does provide some interesting stuff. So it's going to be kind of interesting. So Dallas isn't a huge hockey market like Chicago is, and that's where the draft was this year, and then Buffalo the year before. And so I'm really kind of curious to see if it'll get the same kind of treatment as opposed to, like, an all-star game. Like, an all-star game, it's pretty easy to, like, hype up people about because you've got all those big stars coming into town, even if they're not, like, into hockey, you know, already. But for a draft, you kind of have to already be into hockey to be really, like, excited about it, in my opinion. Especially since, like, the big hockey names are not actually, I mean, like, not actually going to be there. Right. For the most part. Exactly. It's going to be about tiny children. And GMs. It's going to be a bunch of, like, children and GMs. Yes. And so it's just like, okay, well, that's cool for me, because I like to see GMs do their thing, but, like, I don't think it would convert a new hockey fan. No. It seems like an odd choice. But I do think, I mean, I think they definitely wanted to show a little bit 
I think part of the reason Dallas was chosen is because the owner has been extremely vocal about like making Dallas into a non-traditional hockey power type place. And um, we know Bettman loves that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just really excited about the opportunity to boo him in person, in, <laughs> like person, because that just seems like a, a good time. Yeah, to be fair. And the only other time we'd get to do it is if we win the Stanley Cup. Well, I'd honestly, so I'd rather win the Stanley Cup and boo him then than, like, boo him at the draft, having finished not first. I vote we do both. That'd be fun. <laughs> but that kind of brings us, I think, to the criticism of the draft and the people who are not so excited to see it in Dallas. And I'm not saying that I don't understand their concerns because I absolutely do. Because the the same thing was happening in North Carolina last year. Or was it last year or the year before? It was last year. It was the Okay. It was, when they when the NBA moved the All-Star game? Yes. Because of North Carolina's bathroom bill. And like for those of you that don't know, um, there's legislation on the uh, Texas Senate floor to pass a bathroom bill. And it's the same bathroom bill that's been going around everywhere um, saying that you have to use the bathroom of the gender that you were born as, um, which is absolutely asinine and stupid and protects no one. And it's just a way to discriminate against trans people. And it's like reprehensible. And our fucking conservative governor has already stated that if it passes the Senate floor, he will sign it into law. So yay, living in Texas is so great. I love it. But, um, so I, I, I completely understand the people who are calling for it to not be in Texas and to, for, for the, the NHL to pull out. But I also um, have a friend, a uh, friend of the podcast on Twitter. I don't know if she wants me to like use her name, and I didn't talk to her about this beforehand, so I'm not going to. But she is, she is bi or maybe gay. Actually, now I don't freaking know. But um, she is... Uh, um, also uh, Latina and she has said that um, it is more important to her as a Latin Latin person to have exposure like this for the for the South and for hockey and, and, and you know that kind of thing than it is for her it's, it's different she's got a lot of mixed emotions about it so yeah. I thought that was an interesting thing to bring up too because it is there, there are a lot of. I, I feel like there are several different layers of this to look at. Um, but I do like. I do understand the criticism. I would understand anybody calling for the NHL to pull out of to pull out of Dallas for the draft. So, um, I mean, I am not trans. I am also not um, his, uh, Latin. So I'm like, I'm not, I don't really have a horse in this game in particular. But like, I, I do understand. I am a feeling and thinking person, and so I do understand the criticisms on all all sides. So yeah, and I think I think um, Outsports did a really good job with their article criticizing the draft, and I think I think cate- looking at it from the broader spectrum of the NHL just giving lip service to their association with YCP and um, lip service to the actual mission of, you know, promoting inclusion specifically of um, queer and non-binary people and trans people and stuff like that. Um, and, and they had several examples. Like, for instance, the whole 
um, they find Andrew Shaw, or they, you know, suspended Andrew Shaw for using the word fag, as they should have, but then... But then didn't when it was... Ryan Getzlaff. Um, Ryan Getzlaff during the playoffs. Right. And so I think, I think from, it, I particularly appreciated that point of view, um, because it really is. One thing that and is I'm- slightly different is that the law hasn't actually passed yet, even though we know it will. Like, you and I both are realists in this. It will pass the Texas Senate. Whereas in North Carolina, it's kind of a slightly different situation in that the the NBA had agreed to do, host the All-Star Game in North Carolina prior to the North Carolina bathroom bill passing. So they were reacting... To an event that happened. Dallas has been given the draft and currently the bill is still being debated. So it's mm-hmm. not actually a law. And so it is slightly different because there is a good chance I, I don't want to say there's a good chance. There's a chance that um, local activists are going to be able to rally enough support to defeat the bill and so and i mean it passed in north carolina but then they ended up repealing large portions of it so and it and it was struck down as i believe unconstitutional too or that might have been something else going on in there so i think i think it's oh my gosh i just googled the bathroom bill and there's a person holding a sign up that says y'all means all and I just really love Texas. Yeah. And I think Sometimes. I think there's a lot of props to be given for the local activists in Austin who are doing really, really good work to try and rally the local government and local businesses and things like that to um, speak out against this bill. And I think the other big, big difference between um and I'm not saying anybody should ever change their position based on uh, the reality of situations, right? Like, there's a, there's a line in this immoral sand, and it's, it's 100% like, yeah, you should probably, like, stand up for trans rights, right? But the reality of the situation in Texas is, is that even if Dallas did, or even if the NHL did pull out of the draft in Dallas, it would do fuck all in the state government, as opposed to yeah. the NBA yeah. being a big blow to it's North Carolina. Huh? Yeah. It's just not as big down here. They, they, there's not going to be as much interest in the fact that, like, the NHL is pulled out because the, NHL, the, the draft is nowhere near as big as the NBA All-Star game. No, it's a, it's a draft first, first and foremost. Second, you're talking about hockey in a state that doesn't, you know, that predominantly cares about football. Now, if you were talking about the NFL draft, the, yeah, that would have major repercussions. But the thing is, mm-hmm. NBA and basketball in general is huge in North Carolina. I mean, you've got Duke, you've got NC State, you've got UNC. All of those guys were sending lots of kids to the NBA, or sorry, all of those guys have lots of representatives on NBA teams. All of those schools do. So. Right. You've got a huge event with a lot of players coming from local schools, whereas in Dallas, there's going to be, like, maybe one Texan at the draft total. 
you know, in the draft right. total. You know, so it's it's a very different political pressure situation. And so while I'm certainly not saying, like, don't bother writing letters to Batman or anything like that, like, even if the NHL did pull out of the draft, I don't want to get your hopes up that that would actually put, exert any political pressure on the Texas Senate. Right. But at the same time, like... It wouldn't, for a lot of people, it wouldn't necessarily be about exerting the political pressure, because what's going to happen in Texas is going to happen in Texas. Like, it would be more about continuing, like, being able to be a fan of some of a thing that took the right stance. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And like I said, I'm not saying don't let the reality of the situation sure. change the way you approach it. Yeah. But sure. I also want to temper expectations that if you're going to put a lot of work in this, you're putting a lot of work in it because it's the right thing to do, not because it's likely to have a major effect. Right. No, that makes, I mean, that. yeah, that, I understand what you're saying. And so, you know, I, would I be unhappy if the draft was pulled from Dallas? Honestly, no, I wouldn't, because I think that is a worthwhile cause to campaign for. And... But if the draft does continue in Dallas, am I probably going to go? Well, that actually depends on my schedule. But I would pr- I would consider it for <laughs> sure. Like, yeah. and and that has nothing to do because my boycotting the draft isn't going to change that law. But there are things that you can do, and especially if you're you live in Texas, calling your local representatives is the absolute best thing you can do to try and get this law struck down far more effective than talking any sort of thing whatsoever about the NHL. Yeah. Also a good time to remind people that they must vote in local elections because voting in local elections is how you prevent this shit from happening. Yes, please. Always go out and freaking vote as often as you can so we can get freaking Greg out of, out of office. So I found the thing on Twitter that I was trying to reference earlier. So... This is what she says. As a queer Texan and Stars fan, I feel a way about this. We should be putting pressure on the NHL and the Stars to do better by the community and put pressure on legislation like this. And yes, they should also consider the political climate when choosing events like this. But we can't keep saying hockey is for everyone and then take away chances to showcase the game in a majority Hispanic market. There's intersectionality that's not being explored. Yeah. So it's definitely one of those very complex situations so, yeah. I guess I think my feeling, because somebody asked specifically, how do you feel about the NHL's decision to hold the draft in Texas despite laws discriminating against trans persons that may be passed? So, thank you for asking, sweet Rouse. Um, how do I feel about it? I feel like more so than anything else, it's just another representation of the NHL or another piece of evidence that the NHL doesn't actually care about LGDP. <laughs> LGP. Oh my god. One beer in and I can't even do letters. Can't even correctly. with letters. Um, yeah. LGBT people. Um, and specific, you know, just... Uh, and, you know... It, but it, them threatening like, to pull it isn't going to change anything. To me, it just makes me... Incredibly, incredibly uncomfortable because, and like it's it's the kind of uncomfortable that makes me want to take action, which is you know a good uncomfortable to be. But like, 
not good that this is happening, but it's more that I am uncomfortable because I know that it makes a lot of people incredibly unhappy and I don't know how to fix that other than throwing my support behind them because I would never want anybody to feel uncomfortable about being anywhere in any format trying to watch a game that they want to love. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I am. I feel I feel really sad about this because I want to be excited about it, but it, there, it, it's impossible given the climate in Texas. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, I mean, that also, like, goes even further, right? Like, so let's assume this bill passes, which, it, again, we think it likely will. Like... I don't know, dude. I was just reading um, earlier this week that a lot of the, a lot of the really huge oil companies in Texas have all written letters to Abbott telling him not to sign it. Oh, that's, and that's good. Like, that's millions of dollars of Texas revenue. Yeah, that they're that's about. political pressure. Like those are the yeah. people to talk to. Yeah. Um, so yeah. they, uh, I don't, I don't, I didn't see like the. Uh, so they listed um, Exxon Mobil, BP, Chevron, Shell, and Halliburton all signed a letter to Greg Abbott urging him not to sign the the bill. Well, that's really good. That's really good. Yeah. And I think I think the other thing so, is, is just as now I lost my plot. I'm sorry. It's all good. Your 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 thing wasn't. Interesting point. Um, oh, I would, but I was saying, saying like, okay, but let's say they pull the draft, the bill passes anyway. So then, what do they do next? Right? Do they pull the team? Like, where, where, how far do you go? Because if this bill passes, then you're going to. Ha- are you going to have to ask? all of the major sports teams to, like, basically shutter up their stadiums. Because, I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it again. But, like, there becomes a point where if you don't follow that action with another action, the first action becomes a meaningless gesture. I don't think pulling the draft is a meaningless gesture if they don't also shut down the team. I wouldn't go that far. What I would say is you don't reward, you wouldn't reward the state with extra chances at revenue other than what they had already had prior to them signing this bill. And like, I mean, I don't, I don't know what kind of pressure the, um, or like what the, what the oil companies are doing. And if they're saying like, we're pulling our refineries, cause it's not like they can, this is where the oil is, you know, but, right. um, I'm not sure exactly what they would be doing, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that pulling the team is necessarily like the logical next step. No, um, it's probably not I the logical say- next step. But I think you have to have a next step, right? Like if you're willing yeah. to take a stand on this and on this particular event, but no other events, then why did you even bother taking the stand in the first place? Because it's the right thing to do. Well, I know it's the right what? thing to do, but at the same time, like it's it's kind of like a shrug well we tried you know what i mean type thing it, it can come off hollow i don't i 
guess I just don't see the point. I don't. I don't. I don't see exactly what you're saying. I don't think it's a hollow gesture if you pull the draft and don't also pull the team. I'm not saying you have to pull like, the team, but I'm saying if you all you do is pull the draft, and this bill still goes into effect, and you do nothing else, then have you really? Well, here's the thing, Carolyn. They're already not doing anything to promote hockey in Dallas anyway, so it's not like they can really like. Like, I guess, yes, then the next step would be to pull the team, because it's not like they're giving us a shit ton of, uh, like, maybe they pull our um, uh, national televised games. Maybe they do shit like that. But, like, I, they're, not, they're already not promoting hockey in Dallas, so it's not like they can threaten to do that more. Right. But, I, okay, but let's, okay, well then, but, like, the other, but that's my kind of my point is, like, if you do just one thing, are you really an ally? I think it depends on how big the thing is, and I think this is a big enough thing that it would at least be a good start. Right, and I'm, and it, it would obviously be a start, but you, to have something be a start, you have to have continuation. I... I just don't agree with that. Like, I don't, I mean, like, I don't think you have to have an entire game plan to take down every single thing about a thing to, to start a thing. That doesn't, it doesn't necessarily follow that if you take one stance, you have to have the next 10 also planned out. I'm not saying you have to have it planned. I'm just saying you have to do something. Okay. I'm not saying that sure. they, they have to say like, okay, okay, we're pulling the draft now and then we're detailing all of these next steps. I'm saying that. Let's say this bill goes into effect, and this could be for Dallas or anywhere, right? If you're, if this bill goes into effect, because this is one thing that activists do really well, right? Is they take their first stand, and then they take another stand, and then they take, they keep following it up with different actions, and that's how things get changed. Whereas if the NHL were to pull the draft, but didn't follow that up with any additional political pressure. Is it enough that they pulled the draft? I do not know. I honestly cannot follow what you're saying. That's fine. I, it's just kind of a thought I've had. Because, you know, there's one of those... It's it's like the... Um, just kind of that thing. Like, if you just mar- marched in the women's march, but aren't following up that with calling your senators or other political activities, what was the point of you marching in the women's march? You know what I mean? Right. But pulling the draft is more significant than marching in a women's march. Because me marching in a march didn't pull any revenue away from anything else. And that's a fair point. But at the same time, when does that goodwill run out? Is, I guess, what I'm asking. Is it... Is one act, one major action good enough for at three years? At I would be happy enough that the NHL had actually taken an action. And then we can talk about what the next thing is. I don't really feel the need to talk about what the next thing is, because I just want them to take the first action. Right, and I'm definitely not saying anything about, like, they shouldn't be taking that first action or anything like that. And I know, but you keep bringing up the next one, and I just don't know, Carolyn, because I don't, I like, I have no idea what's coming up next. Like, yeah, I don't I know. know how to I'm, I'm posing it more as a philosophical question than to make you give me a hard and fast answer. Uh, well, it sounds like you're asking for a hard and fast answer because you keep repeating it, and I keep telling you I have no idea. 
Well, I've also had a beer and just a little bit of pasta salad for dinner. Okay. Anyway, it's a mess. Is the kind of the point. I don't understand what this lightning round good deal, bad deal thing is. Well, so I had thought that it might be fun because there's literally nothing else going on than like this draft thing or um, willy-nilly or like one-off signings that I could we could go through just some of the other signings and give them a quick thumbs up or thumbs down for the team. Okay. Cool. So I've got Cat Friendly pulled up here because they are the okay. best ever. And I'm going to start with one signed yesterday from a team you hate. Oh, uh, Mikhail Granlund signed a three-year deal for f- a cap hit of $5.75 million each year. Good deal, bad deal. How many? How many? How many? How much? $5.75 million. Per year? Per year. For three years. Only three years. That is he a defenseman? No, he's a center. Yeah, that feels like that feels like a lot. That feels like a lot of money. He's only twenty five, though. That would take him through his prime years. It's true, but his point production doesn't look like a five point seven five million dollar player. Good deal, bad deal. I'm gonna say bad deal. I'm gonna say. Fine deal. I feel like neither side got jobbed. He's a good defensive center. I think he actually played on the wing mostly last year, but either way, very good defensive player in addition to having okay point production. Okay deal for me. Oh, all right. I didn't realize that okay was one we could pick. Okay. Well, if I'm going to, I'm going to go good if I can have to do the binary. If I'm doing the binary, I will go good. Nino Niederreiter, same team, only 24, signed a five-year deal worth Nino five... Nino Niederreiter is only 24? Per cap friendly. I his name a million years for now. Anyway, so I keep going. Uh, five-year deal, 5.25 million. See, you're picking all these, like, middling deals, and I don't freaking know. Um, That's all that have been signed, okay? Like, (laughs) I know Nina Ryder, and I've heard his name a lot, so that seems to me like that would be a good deal. I'm also going to go with a good deal on that one. All right, I'm going to give you uh, a hard one, but a guy you know. Ryan Johansson just turned 25, like, this week. Eight-year deal, eight million a year. That, um, I know for a fact that he has not been, not been as impressive as he was when he was, when he first came on the, into the NHL. And so I'm going to say bad deal on that one. Yeah. That is a lot of time and tenure and money for somebody who has not necessarily performed as well as he could have. I'm going to go with a bad deal too, just because I know if Connor McDavid hadn't signed his giant deal, he would be getting somewhere closer to like 6.5 million. And that, feels, and that would have been a fine deal. Right. Eight years at 6.5, that feels correct. Eight years but at 8 million? Eight, eight is ridiculous. It'll, it'll probably look fine for like the next year or two. And then after that, not be so good. Okay. It's going to look ridiculous. He's 32. Yeah. 
I'm going to give you going east. Mika okay. Zibanejad, 24, signed a five-year deal for $5.35 million. A five-year deal for 35? 5.3. 5.3. 5.3. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Fine. Good. Sure. I don't know. I've never, I don't even know this dude. He's a DJ. I've heard of before. He's DJ what? Mika. He's a DJ on the side. Like, he's a part-time DJ. And he's probably going to be their first line center this year. I mean, like, I've heard his name, but I know nothing about his game. I, I don't, I don't. He has never played for a team I followed. I'm going to go with good deal for me in okay. part because he got bonus points for being a DJ. Cool. Here's a name I know you know. Johnny Oduya okay. signed a one-year deal with the Ottawa Senators for $1 million, but with bonuses that could make it up to 2.25. I think the Senators got a bit of a steal there. You know, there's so many Sens fans who are like, he's over the hill, he's over the hill, he's bad, he's bad. And I'm just like, you know, honestly, I didn't think Oduya was ever that bad in Dallas. No, no, no. Like, like, I mean, he clearly no. not the best defenseman ever, but, like, he was no. totally within my range of... He was not the linchpin on the Dallas Stars defense, but, like, he wasn't the thing dragging us down either, <laughs> Jamie Alexiak. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I. that's a steal. Whatever, Senators fans, you're wrong. Um, okay, here's a big one. Also, rival team, Colton Pareko, 24-year-old defenseman, five-year contract for $5.5 million. Every single contract you have asked me about is in the $5 million range, and I'm just going to say all of them are good. If you ask me another one about the $5 million range, it's going to be good. I'm saying good. I don't know. I, like, I just don't know, Carolyn. I don't look at contracts the way you do. So, good. Let's say good. I think that's a good deal, too. Uh, cool. I'm trying to find one that's not like a, a person you know that's not in the five million dollar range. No one has signed recently. That's the problem. Okay, he's so signed. Summer. Connor Sheary just signed from the Penguins, three year for three million dollars. Or sorry, three million a year. But yeah, three years total. Uh, that feels like it's good for the Penguins. I think that's a really good deal. A lot of people like crap on him because he plays next to Sidney Crosby, and everybody's always like, "Oh, Sidney Crosby's the only one dry pulling up his stats." But I don't know. I like Sherry's game. I do too. It's got a little. I'm. I'm okay. That's why I'm saying it sounds like it's a good deal for the Penguins because <laughs> I think he could probably. He might even be able to get more somewhere else. But like, why leave a team that you've won two cups with? Right. Oh, uh, is anybody else? Signed? No, now we're already back. I'm all the way back to Fox already, and I know we talked about that. Do, 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 do. Who's one that's not a $5 million? All right. Nope, that's a $5 million deal, too. <laughs> that's, like, I guess the sweet spot this year. Apparently. Everybody's signing people to $5 million deals. And there's also people you don't know. and I'm, Or, like, no one really should know, frankly. Yeah. 
Victor well, Arvidsson signed a deal. Vancouver Canucks huh? signed Sam Gagne to yeah. a three-year deal. But I think we already talked uh, about that one. Did we? Well, when he's, I think, because he signed there and not with the Stars. Well, yeah, we talked about that aspect of it, but we didn't do good deal, bad deal. We didn't do good deal, bad deal. Okay. I'm going to just take a quick stab at whether or not you think that's a good deal or a bad deal. And I'm landing um, on good. Yeah, I think it's a good deal, too. <laughs> I think it. I think it is representative of his year in um, Ka- where Columbus. I was like, where was he? Oh, right. Oh, here's one. Alex Galchenyuk. Three years, $4.9 million. I think he got a, could have gotten more somewhere else. Yeah, I definitely think he's worth more than 4.9. So I guess that's a good deal so, for the Habs. Good deal for him to have, bad deal for Galchenyuk. I don't think that's fair to him. No. But, but I guess he wanted to stay in Montreal. Well, he's an RFA. He didn't have much choice there. Soon, oh, okay. Soon he would be able to have that choice. how young that kid is. Right? Yeah. He looks, like, every now and then I'll look at him and he looks like an old, like, like just... In the way that hockey players age a little bit faster than everybody else, I'm like, you must be, like, 30. No, you are not. He is, in fact, under 25. <laughs> what? Not, oh, oh, yeah, you probably know that because of your list recently. Yeah, it was awful. I put out the rules being like, okay, guys, this is you can't have them turn 25 before the season starts to make this list. And then two people voted for guys that turned 25 this summer and i'm just like no one reads my emails clearly clearly they did not (laughs) but in fact we read yours dear listeners we do we do although we don't get a lot of emails no and sometimes we're late about reading them but we read them we and do we definitely read your tweets that send us reader questions. You mean, are are we? Is, is this your transition to listener questions? It is my transition. Thank you for recognizing Excellent. how good of a job I was doing. That was a, that was my, that was you could teach classes. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you this first question because I want you to take a stab at why I didn't remember about Red Curry. Julia asked. Why did Julia know your order was red curry, but Marin didn't? Um, because we didn't have our little five-second phone convo, or five-second conversation right before I placed the phone order that goes, red curry, fish sauce, okay? <laughs> yeah, basically. Because I was out of my element ordering it without my best friend, okay? God. <laughs> Fam necktie, still the unofficial sponsor. Of the Deep Heart Hockey podcast. Yeah, I, I ate it just last night, and it was not the same without Carolyn. Aww. I also ate it at the restaurant, so it wasn't as soupy as it usually is. Because, you know, they usually put more of, like, the sauce in there when mm-hmm. you're getting it to go, and it just wasn't the same. I couldn't, like, drink the sauce for the rest of the night. Which is, like, my so. favorite part about it, honestly. I know. Although my brother my brother ordered the Masimam curry. Uh, the peanut one? Uh-huh. Holy bonkers. That was really delicious. <laughs> I might try that again next time. We'll see. Instead of red curry. But that's if I ever can bring myself to go back there again. 
I strongly recommend it. Support your local businesses. That's true. That's true. And that place is so good. Okay, so how is Marin surviving the heat? Um, well, first of all, it has dropped down to like 82 right now because it has been thunderstorming all day. But um, I am surviving the heat by escaping to the north mostly. Uh, I went on a, a 12-day vacation in Canada and just got back from a five-day vacation in Michigan. And other than that, uh, my business keeps the air conditioner down to about, like, Arctic temperatures. So I actually wrap up in a blanket most days. And um, at home, I keep the air down to, like, I don't know. It's probably set on 71 right now. So that's how I beat the heat. Well, lots of fans. Sometimes I'll like put an ice pack on my back or my chest, depending on how hot it is in my house. That sounds awful. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I hate living down here, man. I would move north in a freaking heart. I would live on the elitist liberal coast in a heartbeat in the north. <laughs> of the uh, like Maine, my new, my, honestly, my new goal in life after getting back from the trip in Canada is to buy a house on Prince Edward Island that I then live in for the summer months. And as you know, in Texas, the summer months are anywhere from like March to November. So like, I might as well just move up there. Well, so here's my other thing. And I didn't touch on this about the draft because we were talking about the important things, but like, why the fuck would they send the entire, like, NHL contingent to Texas in fucking June? I mean, this is not the first time it's been in a hot market, though. Like, they, it was in Orlando. Not Orlando. Tampa? Sunrise. It was in it's Sunrise. sunrise. Yeah, that's true. But it doesn't get as hot, hot there as it gets in Texas. I no, mean, but it does get way, way more humid. Yes. <laughs> like, have you been to South Florida in the summertime? Yes, but not in a really I long time. I love South Florida, but it's disgusting. <laughs> and I mean, I mean disgusting in the sense of I feel like I'm walking out into a wall of hot water. Yeah, it's pretty gross. We've been spoiled yeah. here. It has not been particularly humid. And then, like, there was, like, a week straight of, like, awful humidity. And by awful, I mean, like, 40%. And I just died. No one, no one cares. <laughs> Speaking of, hey, did your place have central heating and air? No, See, heating. Yes, like no. heat. Heat's like I've got radiators in my new house. Oh, update, readers! I bought a house. Condo. She bought condo. a condo. I've got a condo, a little seven hundred square foot condo in a really beautiful old building. And exciting life news, I am going to be renovating that condo, and I am starting a blog specifically to uh, detail that renovation and all of the various other renovations my life is undergoing. So when I launch that, because I'm going to get um, before pictures up and then I'll put the, put the blog up, feel free to follow if you want to read about my struggles with tile flooring. Uh, and the cement that they used to glue it down. And the, um, yeah, the devil's cement. 
I will let you know, Julia, because your next question is, how much is Carolyn rubbing the Colorado weather in Marin's face? This is the first time we've really discussed it in any great detail. Um, that's a lie, because I post about it on Twitter all the time. But you and I personally have not discussed it a whole lot. But let me just right. read you right. my high temps for the week. Um, so for tomorrow, gonna... the high temp is 70. Shut up! What? It's a rainy day. Uh, for the day after, the high is 86. Oh, well, that's a little warmer. Um, in Saturday, it's 84, and then Sunday, it's 72, and then Monday, it is 73. Would you like to know my next five days? You want to know what the low is tomorrow? No. It's 54. Shut up. Okay, so tomorrow, the high is 92. On Friday, the high is 96. On Saturday, the high is 97, because we're just climbing closer and closer to hell. (laughs) On Sunday, the high is 99, which means with the heat index, it will be in the triple digits. And on Monday, thanks to some scattered thunderstorms, it is going to be a nice and balmy 95 degrees. (laughs) Every day I'm gladder I moved. See, the thing about Texas is that it's disgusting. Also, <laughs> the um, humidity percentage does not dro- drop below 50 for the next 10 days. So today it was 83% humidity because, like I said, it rained all day. Saturday it's supposed to be 60% humidity, so, you know, thanks to, for that, I guess. Uh, Monday, it's supposed to be 64% humidity. So, you know, we're looking at a pretty significant heat index there. So, it's going to be fucking hot. Don't move to Texas. Yeah. I mean, don't move here for several reasons. One of them is our weather. The other is it's actually a very backwards and conservative state. So, you really have to know what you're getting into before you come here. Yep. 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 Okay. There are pockets of frozen, yay Austin, but you know. Yep. Okay, next question. Let me read this to you because I don't have an answer for this. How is John Klingberg only an honorable mention on SBN's top 25 under 25? Honestly, I don't actually know because um, I haven't been reading theirs. But if I had to guess, um, it would be because of the age cutoff. Um, he's not in, so FanRag is doing our own top 25 under 25, which is a strange but true coincidence. Um, we'd done one for the NFL earlier in the summer, and they were like, oh, we should do one for hockey. And I was like, okay. So we started putting ours together, and like about a week after I'd sent out the email to everybody, being like, hey, we're going to do this, Sespi Nation started publishing theirs. Um, but he did not make our age cutoff because his birthday is in October. No, it is not. Or sorry, it was it was in um, it was after the our age cutoff, I should say. Right. So his birthday is August fourteenth. He'll he... be turning twenty five in twelve days. Yeah. So he here, so he's too old to make our top twenty five list. Um, Which is probably. True of SB Nation, too, I would imagine. Yeah, so I'd assume that's why. But otherwise, he would totally make it, because he's awesome. Um, so we forgot one of Julia's questions. 
What's the first piece of hockey flag Carolyn will put up in her new place? I'll see, and we could have transitioned right to it, but we just missed it. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to put anything on the walls because um, I don't have a whole lot of wall space because I'm going to have to put up a lot of shelves. Um, but I've got like some knickknacks that I can put on my bookshelf. So I've got like um, my Jamie Ben Art Ross puck, and I've got a bobblehead, and you've got your um, signed puck from who signed your puck? Was it Jenny Scrivens? Yes, yeah, yeah. My C- my uh, NWHL signed puck from Jenny Scrivens. So that'll probably all go on my bookshelf in my office slash sunroom. Nice. Sweet. Okay, I am going to ask you this next question. Uh, Mizora asks, do the Stars have enough scoring to make a push in the division? Yes. I mean, like, that yeah. was never the question, really, right? Like That was never the question. The, I mean, like, we had, we had some issues. We had some struggles last year, but we also had a bajillion people sick at the same time. So... Uh, but yes, we do have enough scoring to make a push in the division. Uh, the question now is again still our defensive prospects um, and how Bishop does in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And he has a second question: Am I reading this right? The Wild didn't hand out a stupid contract to Nino. Since when does Chuck Fletcher do smart things? Uh, since now, I guess. I mean, you are correct. We both we both rated Nino Nino right. <laughs> Uh, so we spoiled this this question, but uh, I mean, I guess since since uh, since a couple of days ago when he signed that contract, I mean, I always feel like Chuck Fletcher has been like one of those middle ground GMs. Like he doesn't do enough dumb things to really like hamstring his team that often, but he also doesn't Pete like. Really is asking for pointers, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, he could mentor Peter Chiarelli a little bit. Um, but I, yeah, he's just like one of those like super middle of the road GMs for me. But this, that, I mean, I feel like the the Grandland contract and the Nita Ryder contract are both pretty good. Uh-huh. We we definitely definitely rated both. Well, this is good. Um, it's my turn. Yolo Pinato would like to know: Can we have Stephen Johns back? No. Sorry, I sorry, not sorry, agree. Chris. Uh, yeah, no, we, we, we paid too much for him. We didn't pay too much for him. We are keeping him. <laughs> He's ours, damn it! Uh, Andrew, Andrew Lefebvre asks, why does Tyler Dello hate us? Tyler Dello hates everybody, including himself. I feel like asking why Tyler Dello hates us is like asking why the sky is blue. I think well, he's just we jealous. Reason, but... What? I think he's just jealous. Like, maybe he doesn't have good Tex-Mex where he is, or, like, he doesn't look I good mean, in I mean, y'all know that the Tex-Mex sucks north of here anyway. Right? So the point is, either he's just uh, pretty full of hate, or he just can't go to Taco. I feel bad for him. I'm really sad that you didn't pick up my awesome musical reference just there. I ah, didn't. Mary got it. Mary wins. <laughs> Good job, Mary. 
Good job, all of you listeners who also picked it up. She is now singing with fun. (laughs) You don't want to talk about heroin? I don't think I heard it. Okay, so I, well, you responded to it, so you heard it. Um, I said the Mexican food sucks north of here anyway, which is a line from the song Ohio, parentheses, Come Back to Texas by Bowling for Soup. Oh, and no, I haven't. No, I thought you meant like musical reference. No, 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 no. I have never heard that song in my entire life. Oh, wow. Okay, hang on just a second. <laughs> Because it is relevant to your life. <laughs> she said she needed a break. A little time to think. But then she went to Cleveland with some guy named Leland that she met at the bank. There's nothing wrong with Ohio. Except the snow and the rain. I really like Drew Carey and I'd love to see the rock and roll all the same. That's just the first part. Um, but if you need to listen to the whole bit of it because there's this like really awesome part later where it's like he's listing all the things that want you back, and one of them is Pantera, Bluebell, and uh, the Bush Twins. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really very funny. That's good. It makes me a little sad that you have not ever heard it. <laughs> it was when never, I, when that I was, was never my like scene. Like, that kind of music has always been just kind of, like, I've I'm, I'm always been, like, super into, like, bouncy pop type stuff. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember when I first heard this song, but, um, the, uh, when I moved to, when I moved to Oklahoma ten years ago, every time I called my mother, she sang this song. <laughs> That's awesome. That is not an exaggeration. <laughs> so. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah, I think. Are you asking or am I asking? What? Are you asking or am I asking? Uh, you just asked me why Tyler Dello hates us, so it sounds like it's my turn. David Castillo would like to know. Um, number one, Tufty has looked awesome at the World Junior Summer so- Showcase. His expected goals for per stomach contraction might be low. Is he a bust? <laughs> pretty confident he's just making fun of Tyler Dello. It sounds like it. <laughs> no, it I don't like think it. Riley Tufty is a, is a bust yet. I mean, uh, I think he's, what, 19, 20 now? I think he'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be fine. I just think that that, that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, it came right after the question about Tyler Dello hating us, so sure. Uh, number I, I might have arranged it like that on purpose. <laughs> oh, excellent. Uh, number two, who are your power play units? Stop the stack, ah, stack the top unit or spread the talent to conceal Dallas's lack of depth at wing. 
Stack the top unit. Stack the top unit. All the time. Every time. Um, so who do you put on? Because I would say Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, and Alexander Radulov. Alexander Radulov. Um, and I would probably throw, like, Brett Ritchie on there and then have Klingberg as the QB. Or, sorry, Spezza yeah. in there and then have Klingberg as the QB. Yeah, that would be my preference as well. So who do you put on the second? That's harder. So Honk is the QB. Mm-hmm. Um, Brett Ritchie. Like a defensive or a fifth, a fourth uh, forward? I would go 1D, four forwards, always. Every time. Okay. Brett Ritchie, Martin so Hansel. Jan Mark, if he's healthy? Jan Mark, if he's healthy. Um, and uh, Devin Shore. Okay. I like it. Now, granted, I haven't actually looked at any of their handedness, so, like, that could be completely awful, but... You've got two centers. I feel good about it right now. (laughs) Okay. That's fine. I mean, if you're going to have a fourth forward, why not make him a second center? (laughs) Right? It's fine. It's the power play. Anything goes. (laughs) Anything goes. One of them's just going to be at the front of the net anyway. That's where Martin Hansel goes. He's not doing anything. He's just at the front of the net. That's what he does. Right. Him and Brett Ritchie, right there. And then everybody else can skate around. Uh, Thordis asks, What other hockey should national TV show instead of 17 Blackhawks games? Um, I mean... Her examples were the CWHL or the AHL, and, you know, both of those would be fine, or the NWHL. Um, I'd be down for that. Um, or, you know, spreading love amongst all of the, at least, like, be egalitarian amongst the NHL. Like, there's just no reason to show 17 freaking Hawks games. Right. Uh, that's just ridiculous. Speaking of the CWHL, though, I am actually really curious to see how the Chinese teams do. Like, that's what I want to see. Like, I am actually pretty... Like, I mean, I've been very critical of how they're handling the expansion, but at the same time, like, it's pretty cool. And, like, I want to see what happens. So that's what... That would be my vote. Like, 17's games worth of CWHL in China. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool. So, next question. Is it my turn or your turn? It is your turn. Driving Girl asks, in your opinion, what hockey arena serves the best food? Parentheses, I can't believe the AAC doesn't serve real legit street tacos. You know, I don't know if I've actually eaten food at other hockey arenas. I have only been to... Well, I mean, I've been to the Texas Stars. I've been to the Texas Stars. I've been to the Dallas Stars. I've been to the San Antonio Rampage. I've been to the Washington Capitals. And I've been to the... 
Anaheim Ducks. And wherever the Phantoms play, the Philly affiliate. Lehigh Valley. Lehigh Valley, that's it. I've been to Lehigh Valley. Um, I did not eat at Lehigh Valley. I did eat at Anaheim, but that was never going to be my favorite, so let's just throw that out entirely. <laughs> um, I would say that the one, like... I have a huge love for really <laughs> trash barbecue on top of Fritos. And so I'm going with the Texas Stars Arena and um, Smoky Moe's. Because... You know, I honestly was going to throw my vote that way, too, because of the whole they do nachos but made with potato chips thing. Precisely. Precisely. So I am going with the Texas Stars Arena Simply because of Smoky Moe's. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, th- I feel like that's a very fair vote. Like, if you're eating, if you're at a hockey game, you're not going to be looking for, like, gourmet food anyway. Like, just give me really delicious trash. That's yep, what I want. That I can I want. eat with a fork or a spoon while sitting in my seat juggling a beer. I want fake cheese. I want potato chips. I want scallions. And maybe some barbecue sauce on it, too. Yep. Oh, man. So delicious. And We're you making can get me that hungry. at the Texas Stars. You can get that at the Texas Stars every night during the regular season. Mm-hmm. Although I will mm-hmm. tell you that everybody else likes Smoky Moe's, too. So get there early or be prepared to miss some playtime. Yes, for sure. That is, actually, like, the shortest podcast met, we've ever recorded. I know. It really is. Um, when I met... Um, Rich Peverly, I was holding a Frito pie from Smoky Moe's. <laughs> hopefully that inspired yeah. him to get his own Frito pie. Hopefully. Hopefully that inspired him to get his own Frito pie. He had he would he was very gracious about stopping and taking a picture with the crazy lady that asked him. So <laughs> that was nice. He was a nice dude. The the, the lady holding a Frito pie. <laughs> Signed the because lady. She just saw Rich Beverly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the last thing that we want to say tonight, friends, is that um we would love it if you would take a moment to leave a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. Um, I know we're on we're we do our things through Podbean and through um uh, iTunes, and then we also obviously post it on our blog. So however you listen to it, I mean. Um, if you wouldn't mind throwing us a star rating or a little review just so, so we can um, raise our visibility on these platforms. It'd be awesome. And also you because, you know, we would just really like it. It would be very nice to know that people listen to us. <laughs> I would appreciate it. Sometimes I feel like we're talking into a vacuum. Like, it's just, I mean, we get a lot of listener questions. Obviously, people are listening. We do get a lot of interaction um, through Twitter, and that's really awesome, and I do appreciate that. But it'd be fun to have some reviews, too. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Carolyn. You can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. I'm Marion. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish. And you can find our official Twitter at Depart Hockey. And if you have a longer question, comment, or whatever, you can email us at DeepHeartHockey at gmail.com. You can also find our official Tumblr at DeepHeartHockey.tumblr.com and our official blog at DeepHeartHockey.wordpress.com. 
Bye. Good night, friends. Come back to Texas. It's just not the same since you went away. Before you lose your accent and forget all about the Lone Star State.